Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss Kimberly. Judy, what's going on in your world today? Oh, my goodness gracious. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. I was just actually talking to one of our TVYT members, and she was talking about going to Yosemite, and I was thinking, man, I would love to do that. But even this weekend, I was out in my garden and, and just putting some new pine straw around the plants and everything, and it was just really nice. It was just so beautiful out there. So in your garden, do you plant vegetables or just flowers? Flowers. Yeah, it was just flowers out there. But you know what? Actually, Mike and I were talking about doing like a box garden this season, so we'll see how that works out. I think now is about a good time to do that, so we're going to go ahead and get that going. Well, I would encourage you, and after today's session, you're just going to go right out and build up that raised garden bed and get ready to plant. Amen, sister. Well, shall we go ahead and get started with a word of prayer and invite the Holy Spirit in? I think that'd be a great idea. You want to have that honor? Do, I do. Thank you, Lord. It is an honor indeed to be in your presence and to welcome you into our conversation today, Lord. I was just meditating on the scripture in Psalm 103, 2-6, and Lord, we just thank you and we bless you. We don't forget your benefits. We know, Lord, that you are the one who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our diseases. You redeem our life from destruction. You crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies. And, Lord, we're thankful that you satisfy our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. And I believe that that includes not only good words, but you satisfy our mouth with good foods. So, Lord, we just thank you for being here with us. Give us the wisdom to choose those foods that you have provided for us for our enjoyment, for our health, and for our healing. And we thank you, Lord, and give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, sister. You know, there is that verse, pray without ceasing. And I have to tell you, of late, I have been asking the Lord, teach me to pray without ceasing, because just to be in his presence, just to listen to your words and be bowed before the Father is just such a gift of strength and encouragement and joy and peace. So thank you for opening us up with that, sweet sister. I am going to invite you to discuss with me today, Ms. Kimberly, a topic that we've already discussed. And it's like my favorite topic, and so (laughs) we're circling back. So I love the verse, Psalm 34, 8, which reads, Taste and see that the Lord is good. (laughs) And I'm not convinced that the psalmist wrote that Literally, uh, my guess is he wrote that um, in the in the mindset of savor the goodness of the Lord, relish in His goodness. But I love to interpret it it literally, taste and see 
that the Lord is good, especially when it comes to eating foods that he has gifted us. So I know you remember, so, but I want to remind our listeners, and especially anybody who has just recently uh, begun to listen to in on Kim and I's conversations, we did a series in the fall of 2020 that was entitled Taste and See. And so if you missed it, it was really fun. And, you know, we may be going over some of that content today, but we did a series of three sessions. And I don't know about you, Kim, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So go back if you missed that or if you need a reminder on that. It was sometime in the fall of 2020, and it was called Taste and See. And so I want to start by asking, again, our listening audience, but you too, Kim, specifically relative to your TBYT members, like how often do you hear when people are thinking about better caring for their temples, possibly losing some excess fat weight, how many times do we think about or are told to eat more? Like never, right? It's always in this context of, Oh, I need to diet. Oh, I need to eat carrots and celery. Oh, I need to cut back my calories. It's like this deprivation thing. And Mm -hmm. yet what I know you and I both promote, Kim, is instead of focusing on what I can't and all the things I need to give up and all those that are my favorite things and, oh, it's going to be horrible because I can no longer eat whatever that is, focusing on the many things that God has gifted us that not only we can eat, but that we should eat. So one of the things, having been in the whole food, fitness, corporate wellness space forever, decades, is, and I sort of laugh, like I look back at all the different bizarre diets that have popped up, like there was a peanut butter diet, and there's a no-fat diet, and there's a, I mean, it's just all, it's all over the board, right? But, and and even today, there are there are a couple of different diet camps, and there are those who are like no carbs, carbs are the enemy, and then there are those who are complex carbs are fine, fat is the enemy, and you know it's just sort of there are there are camps like our world. It's just divided opinions. But one thing, Kim, that you and I know is that it is unanimous. We are to eat plenty of fruits and vegetables. And so I'd like to throw out just quickly why to remind people who are a little light on the color on their plate why. We did a session, what, two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, wasn't that long ago, called Eat Nutrient Rich. Fruits and vegetables are loaded, loaded, loaded with nutrients. Food is medicine. Food heals your body. If it, in fact, it is things like fruits and vegetables. They're high in fiber, and there's just tons of uh, benefits of fiber, you know, makes you regular, like you know what I mean, but it <laughs> helps you control your blood sugar levels, which for people with diabetes or pre-diabetic, fiber's huge. Uh, veggies are loaded with fiber, and it helps in, because I know some of our listeners are interested in losing some body fat, and eating more fiber helps with that and eating more vegetables helps with that because you eat and you have this big old bowl of of lovely and yet it's not loaded with calories. Mm -hmm. And the fiber actually helps to reduce your risk of heart disease as does 
again, all the beta-carotene and all the yummy nutrients that are in fruits and vegetables. So what I want to do is just stop for a second, Kim, and then I want your comments. Think about those benefits of fruits and vegetables. Literally heals your body, makes your body move, keeps your blood sugar consistent, reduces your risk of ridiculously, potentially fatal disease. Those are the benefits of God-given, God-grown food. Now, is that amazing that he has given us such a plethora, such a variety of fruits and vegetables that are tasty and they heal us, they help us? So I just feel like there's some real spiritual messages buried in all that. So talk to me, Kim. I know you have some feedback and comments and insights. Well, Judy, it's funny because just the other day I was getting some gas for my car. And once again, one of my favorite analogies is looking at the manufacturer's recommendations for the type of fuel that goes into my car. And I was once again looking at the unleaded gas versus the diesel gas and thinking to myself that if I was, if I was somehow able to put diesel into my car, what would happen? Because the manufacturer does not recommend diesel fuel. He recommends or he or she recommends unleaded. So if I were to put diesel fuel into my car and my car, the engine seizes up or something bad happens to my car, then would I blame the manufacturer? Of course I wouldn't because I would think that that would be my issue because I ignored what the manufacturer recommends. And I think about Genesis 129 in which the Lord gives us the recommendation or he did for mankind and he said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. And that was God's first instruction to man as to what he was supposed to eat, and by extension, us, because we're part of the human race. So he said that initially the fruits and vegetables that he created on this earth that was his recommendation. That was his directive to man as to what to eat. Now, later on, he gave us permission to eat meat, but still, that was his first and best instruction, which means that our bodies run best on the foods that God created. And it goes back to that scripture that I quoted in our pr- in the prayer when we started, that the Lord is one who satisfies our mouth with good things. Fruits and vegetables are good things. And this is what it says. So our youth is renewed like the eagle. So if we want to give ourselves the best opportunity to age well, which is what I think about since I'm over the age of 50 these days, um, I want to age well. I still want to be mobile. I want to be energetic and vibrant should God grant me additional years. So, yes, absolutely we want to be sure that the majority of our intake are the foods that God made for us. I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you remember the address of that? Isn't it a psalm? It is. Satisfies um, us with good food. Yeah, it's Psalm 103, and it's verse 5. 
So <laughs> I have a question for you, Kim. So I, I'm yes. sure you know that in the good old days when I started in the whole corporate wellness world, the recommendation was five a day. And actually the government actually did a whole campaign on five a day and five a day and five a day. So now actually the recommendation is nine a day, mm-hmm. nine fruits or vegetables every day. So I'm talking to you, listener, whoever's listening in on this conversation. How do you do with that? Do you get nine different fruits and or vegetables every day? And if not, why not? What what precludes you from eating that met that that many colors? I like to just refer to it as colors. And Kim, I'd like to ask you because again, you're if anybody doesn't know about Kim's Take Back Your Temple program, it is all about supporting one another week by week by week. And I know that you guys have, I, I bet you've had conversations about eating vegetables. And what are some people's excuses as to why they don't eat fruit and vegetables? And please don't tell me it's this case. Oh, I don't like them. I, I don't want to hear that. Please don't tell me that. But tell me what they say. Well, part of it is, actually, because um, part of it is they'll say something like, I don't like green stuff. I don't like green stuff. And I can relate to that because truth of the matter is when I was a kid, I remember that my mom used to boil vegetables and things, and and she would boil them to within an inch of her life. Sorry, Mom. But then by the time the cooking was done... (laughs) <laughs> but by the time the cooking was done, they were mushy and, and they, they, they weren't really appetizing and they didn't have much of a flavor to them. Actually, as an adult, it surprised me that I actually like things like vegetables now. I actually like kale now, but I didn't then. And see, one of the things that I do tell our TBYT members is that just because you did not like vegetables when you were 10 doesn't mean that you don't like them now that you're 50. (laughs) Because we sometimes think, okay, well, I don't like those because you still have those old memories. But perhaps be willing to say, okay, well, I'm going to try them. Perhaps it was the way they were prepared. Maybe with a different recipe, I will like them now, or different um type of preparation, I will like them now. Because for me, and I know we're going to talk about this later, but I love roasted vegetables. They bring out the flavors to them, or sautéed, or stir-fried, or something like that. The other excuse sometimes can be that um, vegetables are expensive. Fruits and vegetables are expensive. But, you know, you think about things like cabbage. That's not expensive. You have to think about grocery stores. They have sales. You know, there are different ways that you can make vegetables and fruits affordable. And maybe that's something that we can talk about, Judy, in a future podcast about some of the economical um, ways of preparation for fruits and vegetables to have them so that you can still enjoy them on a budget. But see, those are the main two things. People will say, oh, it's too expensive to eat that way, like sickness and disease and surgeries aren't expensive. <laughs> Better to make that investment up front and avoid, avoid the suffering from sickness and disease by investing in the foods God made for up front rather than eat the junk and then have to work with sickness and disease and surgeries later to try to repair things. So, yeah, those are the main two things for that I've heard why people don't eat fruits and vegetables so much. Well, and how much money do Americans spend on diets? Yeah. Let's just mm-hmm. call that out, shall we? Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's that industry is worth billions of dollars. Best to make the investment up front. Absolutely. And I'd like to steer the rest of our conversation under the umbrella of what I'm calling own your habits. And I happen to believe that a lot of people don't eat fruits and vegetables because it's just not a habit. They probably Mm -hmm. don't uh, dislike them. They probably aren't particularly concerned or overly concerned about the price. They just haven't made it a habit. And we've talked about this a ton of times where we, all of us, have a tendency to sort of eat the same recipes over and over and over. And I raise my hand and I can tell you, you know, what I eat all the time. But the challenge, what I'd like to challenge our listeners to, Kim, now, and then I know you and I are going to throw out a bunch of ideas, is to just think about it. It's just like anything else, right? Oh, I just don't think about it. So what I'd like you guys to do is think about a fruit or vegetable at every sitting, at every meal. Um, For example, breakfast. Maybe one of the easiest, right? Because you put berries in your oatmeal or still cut oats. You put bananas. You have veggie omelets. You know, some of the things that are traditional breakfast foods uh, just beg for uh, fruit or berries or, you know, whatever over them. So start your day with some color. A lot of people eat sandwiches at lunch. Are they are they loaded with tomato and lettuce and sprouts and onion? I mean, say what you want about fast food and like Subway. At least you can go through and get a whole bunch of veggies on whatever uh, sandwich it is you're choosing. And veggie full salads. And you know me, I have to scream it every time. If I see anybody out there eating iceberg lettuce. But if you're if you're just buying a salad like at the grocery store prepackaged or or in a fast food place, I bet you a thousand dollars it's iceberg lettuce, right? So <laughs> add some real nutrients or even a veg a Mexican bowl. It starts with with beans and rice, but it can be loaded with veggies, and those are things that you can take with you from home and just load up all the veggies. Or you could even bring veggies like diced peppers and onions and zucchini and all that kind of stuff, get a veggie, get a Mexican pull out, but add veggies to it. So Mm -hmm. one of my favorite uh, lunchbox items is that, and I do so many things. I don't always have to be out and about, but if I have to be out and about all day, you got to bet I've packed food to bring with me because, A, I'm a cheapskate, and, B, I don't really like to eat out at restaurants or fast food or any of that. So one of my go-to is just a big old bowl, and it has black beans and quinoa and peppers and onion and avocado and pretty much anything I can find in my refrigerator, put salsa over it. It is super yummy. So for lunch, think in terms of adding veggies, and the same with supper. It's the same thing. One thing I would just throw in here at no extra charge, none of us really need carbs at supper. We've done what we need to do. We've fueled up for our day, we've expended the energy for the most part that we're expending for the day, supper should be veggies and protein. And so, again, thinking in terms of veggies instead of carbs or just adding to our veggies, like instead of having spaghetti and meatballs, what if you had spaghetti sauce with your 
spaghetti sauce with your pasta sauce and load that pasta sauce up with veggies. Have you ever made mashed cauliflower, Kim? I have not done that. Oh, my God. It is so easy and it is so yummy. Okay, I'm going to say something. I'm going to whisper so only only our members can hear. And it'll make your heart, so be careful. Anyway, mashed cauliflower, you just you put it in the – I do the microwave. Sorry, like some people are into microwave. I'll raise my hand. I, I'm not. But anyway, you just put like an inch of water in a bowl with break up your cauliflower, put plastic over it or, I mean, you know, saran wrap over it, put it in the micro a while, like 15 minutes. It gets mushy. And then you just mash it up. You drain the water, of course. Mash it up. Put cottage cheese and Parmesan cheese. Mm. Holy moly, moly, moly. Super, super yummy. Now, some people like no dairy. I get that. That's fine. You wouldn't do my mashed cauliflower, but um, it's super yummy. Um, <laughs> so talk to me, Kim. How do you incorporate fruits and or veggies into your days? Well, now, see, that's interesting because just this morning, actually, I just had the desire to have something lighter because normally I would have, like, steel-cut oats with um, mixed berries with it. So that's one thing. But today I felt like mixing it up a little bit, and I felt like something lighter. So I made a smoothie, actually. And the way I made my smoothie is I had a a scoop of um, vanilla flavored plant-based protein powder, actually, with some almond milk, and I had a peeled frozen orange, and I added a handful of spinach with it and just blended it up, and it was so good. It tasted like I might be dating myself. I'm not even sure they still have those shops anymore, but uh, Orange Julius. We used to have oh, those particularly. Oh, my gosh. Orange Julius. Indianapolis, Indiana, Orange Julius. Oh, my yeah. goodness gracious. I'm not I sure know you were that old, Miss Kim. <laughs> well, I, like I said, I used to walk. I used to work in the mall, actually, in my teenage years, and there was an Orange Julius shop not too far from where I worked. So, yeah, I remember Orange Julius. But that's oh, what this tasted goodness. like. It tasted with the frozen orange in there, and, you know, the spinach doesn't have a taste um, when it's raw like that so much. So I blended it all together, and it was so good, and it was the perfect breakfast. That smoothie with the frozen orange and the spinach and the protein powder, almond milk, just as simple as it can be, and just threw it all in the blender and blended it up, and I drank it, and it was delicious. And then I was thinking about another potential breakfast idea as well, which is a breakfast burrito. You know, you just scrumble some eggs up. You have some sautéed onions and peppers. You can go wild and make them with some red peppers or green peppers, onions, and then just put that into a, a, tor- a, a wheat, whole wheat tortilla wrap with the eggs and the the peppers and onions, and then just drench it with salsa, tomato variety, or right now in the fridge I have some salsa verde with the avocado in it. Just put that on there and wrap it all up and eat it, and that's like something perfect on the go. So I'm more of a simple girl. For um, lunch, I like to use soups and stuff like that. Actually, right now, I have some split pea soup. I have 15 bean soup in the fridge with vegetables in there. And then I like navy bean soup in there. I I just like to prepare a bunch of soups. And usually, the way that I 
get vegetables in and fruits in is I always think about the five S's, and I call it smoothies, <laughs> soups, stews, salads, and stir fries. And all like of those have a yeah, and and it makes it keeps it simple. You know, it's those are the type of categories I prepare my meals in most of the time, and you could just sneak vegetables into those things. I mean, really, I'm a big fan of just hiding them in there and cutting them up really fine and just dumping a whole bunch in there. And it, and when you cook them, uh, roast them, or any other type of preparation that brings out the sweetness, oh, my goodness, it's like why would I want the junk food when I can exercise my creativity in putting the fruits and vegetables that's going to heal my body into my meals? So those are my ideas. So I have some questions. I'd like to yes. backtrack to this frozen orange concept. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. So tell me about that. You literally just peel an orange. I assume it's seedless, and then you just put it in the freezer? Yeah, that's it. In fact, in fact, we, Mike and I, we bought like a bunch of oranges, and they were kind of looking a little too wrinkly, like, you know, they've been in the fridge a bit longer than I wanted them to. I couldn't eat them fast enough. So I said, hey, what can I do? So I peeled the orange, and I usually like to leave some of that little white pith that's in there. And I didn't even, I didn't, it, these were not seedless oranges, not all of them. They were different varieties. But, yeah, I just cut it and cut the orange in half, peeled them, and then put them in a bag and stuck them in the freezer. And then when I'm ready to put one of them in my smoothie there it is and it works out great and like i mentioned i had my my spinach in there fresh spinach and i just threw it in there and it just worked out so well i was like wow in fact i was thinking about having another one of those for my evening snack as well because it was just so tasty so yeah yeah that's what i did well because it's basically (laughs) almond milk and an orange yeah, I mean you got some with spinach, some spinach. In it, but I mean it's it's actually low cal as well, and I'm sure that's filling. You know, one of my favorite snacks is frozen grapes, and so I get purple seedless grapes and throw them in the freezer, and oh my goodness, it's like candy. So again, for anybody who has sort of a temptation, maybe mid afternoon or maybe right after lunch for something sweet, a candy bar, you know, anytime you're sort of headed toward that idea of I need to get something sweet, which is probably going to be something processed, then think in terms of frozen grapes because they're super sweet, they're cold, they're, um, they have a little crunch to them. It's like eating a popsicle but it is loaded with nutrients and fiber and nothing but God's sugary juices in it. Backtrack for a second on what you said earlier about greens, and I hate greens, and could be people have this misconception about greens. Because greens are loaded. Greens are, you know, maybe the highest nutrient value of all the vegetables, and that's kale and spinach and collards and all those wonderful things and Swiss chard and uh, arugula for sure. But I understand. People are like, oh, I don't know about that. So one of the things that I do, and, and I think it's hysterical that you think it's fancy or not simple because <laughs> trust me, I am fancy in anything in my life. But, but I think what I do do is I just – throw stuff together that sounds 
interesting. So, for example, when it, I eat grains all the time, whether it's – I usually just put kale, like this raw kale, in my salad. But in terms of sautéed, I love Swiss chard. I love collards. I love – I mean, I love all those grains. But how do you – make them so there's not sort of a twang, not sort of a, you know, an aftertaste or something. One, saute them in chicken broth. Saute mm-hmm. them, especially collards or turnip greens. You want to saute them a while. But then I put dried cranberries or raisins in them. And that gives them that sweetness. And it's mm-hmm. so yummy. So mm-hmm. yummy. And again, people who go, oh, I don't like cooked carrots. Well, likely mom, you know, bless her, just boiled them to death or whatever she did. I learned this one from my brother-in-law. He sautés in olive oil and a little bit of brown sugar carrots. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. They are very yummy. Mm-hmm. So there's, again, just another idea not fancy. I mean, it's olive oil and a little bit of brown sugar. And and you just saute those carrots for a while until they're tender. Oh, my goodness. It's like candy. Wow. That sounds like a good idea, Judy. Thinking when you're talking about some of the, that you did the frozen grapes, I was just, the idea just popped into my head and I thought about it because I prepared this before. But banana ice cream is another thing that you can do if you have a sweet tooth, which is just simply just taking a ripe banana, freeze it, and then just putting that in the blender and just letting the blender process it long enough so that it turns into an ice cream type consistency. And, oh, you're talking about, I mean, how simple can you get? You're just blending a frozen banana. You don't have to do anything else. Just put it, just cut it up into little slices and then put the slices into the blender and just letting it process until it turns into a soft-serve ice cream consistency. And that's a wonderful also way of getting in some fruit, but uh, also satisfying your sweet tooth as well. Okay, so what if you put a teaspoon of peanut butter in that? Ooh, almond butter. Ooh, See, that's, that's, that's <laughs> I was going to say almond butter. Oh, my goodness, because I like um, having the banana slices and putting some almond butter on that and eating them together. But, yeah, I never thought about doing that with the banana ice cream. That's a great idea. So I would like to challenge our listeners who have children or grandchildren who are feeding them cookies, cakes, candies, Please teach these little ones the joy of the sweetness from God's generous bounty. Teach them how to make a banana ice cream or banana and peanut butter ice cream. Teach mm-hmm. them about the how fun it is to have different berries every morning on their steel cut oats. Teach yeah. them to embrace color in every meal. Because here's what I'm going to tell you guys, is that if you begin to raise your kids or your grandkids to be aware of fruits or vegetables at every feeding, they're going to start holding you accountable. They're going to go, Mm -hmm. Mom, where's our veggies? Where are our fruit? And that is sweet. 
And that is literally going to save them some of the heartaches that you have been through, Mr. and Mrs. Listener, because you maybe weren't taught to eat well, to embrace fruits and vegetables at every meal. So you're now you're an old dog trying to learn new tricks, and I bet there aren't that many people out there older than I, so come on, I can say that. But the point is, wouldn't it have been terrific to have established those habits before you went off to college and, you know, did what you did, and here we are. So please uh, take these ideas and share them with your kids and your grandkids. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful idea. My challenge for this week is pretty simple. Count your fruits and veggies and shoot for nine a day, nine different fruits or veggies during the day. And you know what? If you shoot for nine and you only get seven, that's probably a handful more than you might have otherwise. So that is my challenge is to be aware, be aware of eating fruit, eating color at every meal. So, Kim, I'm going to close this in prayer, and I am just feeling so grateful that we have such a bounty from which to choose. Oh, yes. Please, sister, let's close out. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come before you admitting that we so often settle for what is unfulfilling. We settle for things that are not real, that are inauthentic, fake foods. We do that in so many ways. We spend time on things that aren't fulfilling. We eat things that aren't fulfilling. We think about things that aren't uplifting. So I just really pray for two things, Lord Jesus, that anyone who hears my voice right now would begin to look especially at fruits and vegetables as special gifts from you as evidence of your creativity and your generosity. And may they choose from those categories of food enthusiastically, with anticipation, looking forward to learning new ways of eating, incorporating them into their meal. And may they look at them as a commitment to keep their eyes on you and you only and those things that you have provided, that as we eat your fruits and vegetables, may we do that in an attitude of worship, casting aside the things of the world, the things that are damaging, And instead embracing things from you that are healing. You are our maker. And you have provided such bounty in the world of fruits and vegetables. Open our eyes to you, to your your generosity. As Kim always says, You are a God of abundance. So 
may we praise you by embracing and relishing the food that you have provided. We come to you, Lord Jesus, because we can. And we can because your son came and died and rose again that we might have communication and communion with you. It is indeed a privilege. Amen. Amen, sister. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for satisfying our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles, as well as other benefits that you impart to us through the foods you made. Absolutely. So I pray that you have a wonderful week. God bless you. And I'm t- continuing the challenge. Nine a Good day. for you. God bless All you right. back. And I'm going to go buy some bananas and make banana ice cream with peanut All butter. All right now. With peanut butter. Okay. okay. All right. Love you, have a good week. Bye-bye. Love Bye. you, too. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word. Thank you.